If you're looking for honest guidance on buying a home, I understand why. I believe in showing, not telling or selling. So for the last four years, I've put out mountains and mountains of free advice. You may have heard me talk about the C word in previous episodes. No, not the one you're thinking, compromise. Today, Jeff and Sierra, they're gonna share this valuable tool from their own personal story. And you'll get to discover it with me, just like I did during the interview. The amazing first-time homebuyer triangle of success. Let's learn. Well, welcome back. Why do I say that? What am I, a radio show that had a commercial? Hi, everybody. You just heard the introduction and then some music. And now you're very excited because uh, you get to listen to other people besides me. So this is Jeff and Sierra. They are in Florida. Uh, and um, I like to do this at the beginning because uh, I'm sure everybody's real excited to hear about your life and how you figured out to buy a house. But they really want to know what do they do. So what's your best advice for anyone out there who's thinking about buying a home? Definitely, uh, it's a commitment and it's uh, it's a journey. So once you get started, just uh, power through it. But really, uh, the, you know, the thing that stuck out for us was finding the, our unicorn and uh, trusting in them and really just finding the right team that's gonna help you uh, reach the end of that journey. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say also like get educated. Like there's resources out there now for first time home buyers, including this podcast and like just listening to your, your unicorn realtor. And, um, yeah. It's one of those things I do my best to give everything, all the information I could. And if I was just talking to another buyer, um, if I could, my podcast would be three episodes and the third one would be cool. Now go talk to somebody else. It's not yeah. because I don't know, but, there's there, there's local stuff and I don't, you know, I could tell you how to get there. But the main thing I want you to hear is there's 3000 realtors in the block that you want to buy a house. There's three that are the best for a first time home buyer because that's just the way it's built. So, okay. So let's go back. You guys are in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, when did you start your process? Who, what crazy person told you two kids you could buy a house? Yeah. Um, so we moved to Florida in March of 2022. And that's where we were kind of working our way back. We wanted to get back to Florida. Sierra's originally from there. So as we're bouncing around apartments, uh, we signed a lease in March 2022 for a year and started planning. Now, did we realize that you know, we were going to, it was going to happen so quick or that it was going to speed up for us. But we said, all right, let's start planning and get ahead of ourselves to where we can purchase a house when we're ready. Let's educate ourselves and just be in the know. So we started that process and really got, you know, I guess it got real later in the summer. So about July or August, started reaching out to realtors and trying to get educated as far as getting connected with the realtor so we could get this started because it kind of hit us that inflation and how rent works, uh, things are going to increase or it's not going to stay the same. So our biggest thing was 
we've got a deadline of let's buy a house before our, our lease is up. So uh, that's when we kind of started that process. And um, that was kind of our, our deadline is let's make it happen before our lease is up. Okay. So then let me, let me follow up with this question. You had you July. So March you're in April, May, June, July. So you had seven or eight months. Was it enough time? And if you could do it all over again, would you have used more time? I think it was enough time, plenty of time. Um, like I said, we, when we signed our lease, we knew this is where we wanted to be. And we just wanted to kind of introduce the topic of, Hey, if we need to start planning, how much money are we going to need? Um, we had already been saving, but you know, how much money do we actually need? Um, what is it going to look like? How long does the process take? We were just so new to the process and trying to educate ourselves as much as possible that we realized, you know, let's get ahead of ourselves. We were, so we closed on our house in November. I'm sure we'll get to that, but we closed on our house, uh, at the end of October and moved in November 1st. And wait a minute, wait a minute. That's before the end of your lease. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, we, our deadline was we got to be out of here. We got to buy a house before March. Let's be well prepared. And, you know, fast forward, we're closing on a house before the end of the year. Um, so yeah, we had plenty of time. Um, and out, you know, we wouldn't change a thing because we had a deadline and, and met that deadline well in advance. What are you guys independently wealthy? How can you afford to break a lease <laughs> and buy a house? That sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Please explain to me why you would think it's okay to break a lease. Why didn't you just wait? Yeah. So our biggest thing, like I said, we have just not to get into the details of where we've lived in the, uh, in the past, but we had not finished a, a lease or we have always finished the lease and then moved. It's just happened that way. Coincidentally, it's not that we were kicked out or uh, weren't told to renew our lease. Yeah. It just worked out that way. But And a lot of times it's been cheaper to just go start a new lease than yeah. to have where we live renewed. Mm-hmm. It would have been more expensive than to just go get a new lease. Yeah. So okay. we, we, yeah, we wanted to avoid... You know, hey, here's here's your new lease that you can start for another year. Uh, we're gonna, you know, increase it by X amount of dollars. We wanted to avoid that, and um, you know, as we approached it and got educated, we were like, "Wow, we have enough money to close on a house." And we'll talk about it. I'm sure um, the avenues that we took to get additional funds uh, to help us cash the close and also use money to, nice. I guess, help us move. Buy, lease. yeah, break the lease, move, buy furniture, do things to our new home, all that good stuff. So, in general, when you're a renter, uh, I'll, I'll take my facetiousness out of my voice now. In general, <laughs> when you're a renter, you understand first and last, and you understand breaking a lease. Um, when you, when you sign a lease and you're 12 months out, if you start working with an agent and you have a, a professional people guiding you, the goal is we need to save a lot of money. And if you can do all that in six months and you're getting all set, suddenly $2,000 for breaking the lease is just one piece of a much bigger puzzle. And mm-hmm. it can make sense. So what happened for you guys then? How did, how did the search go? We found you. You know, I, I I told you like there are three million realtors. I only have three hundred unicorns, and that number shrinking every day because I'm finding some that are donkeys and not unicorns. Um, <laughs> but one of my top 
If I had a stable, she'd have blue ribbons all over. She'd be my my show unicorn. Happens to be someone who's who wrote a book about doing real estate by caring through the relationship with the clients, as opposed to just doing an assembly line and just getting them in and getting them out. And that's Wendy in Jacksonville. So tell me about uh, your your process. When you started with her, uh, what happened after that? And when did you get out and look at homes? Yeah. So uh, we reached out to you, got connected with Wendy Griffiths, and she's just been great. Like, very educate. Like, she educates us so that we can make our own decisions, and also like very, very patient with us. Mm-hmm. Like, she, um, she. The biggest thing she taught us was the triangle of price, style, and location, and we were trying to get all three. And she's like, most of the time, you're gonna get two, and we we're just very naive. We we're like, no. We're going to do three. Like, we wanted the house in a safe, like, part of town that we really enjoyed in our price range. And she's like, okay. And set up, like, the search. And we were, like, searching, searching, driving to, like, oh, this house is perfect in our price range. And the area would be not great. And we did that for a while. Probably for, like, a good month or maybe two. And then, um... We were like dead set. We're not getting condo, not getting a townhouse. We're not sharing any walls with anyone. And eventually we're like, I, we can open the search. We'll kind of check it out. So that so, so are, are you coming to me live from a townhouse right now? Yes, yeah, we are. We sure are. <laughs> proud, proud townhouse owners for sure. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you you two whippersnappers. When I was your age, me and my wife raised uh, our fir- our kids. Where it was us, and then pregnant, and the first few years of our kids' lives. And but you know what? The neighborhood was awesome. And yeah. I have said in my podcast, I actually heard it, believe it or not, on a comedy podcast from two uh, these guys named the Sklar Brothers, who um, their dad was in business. Uh, he owned a frame shop. And he he told him three things. You can have it fast, you can have it good, or you can have it cheap. But you're not getting all three. So mm-hmm. you get two. But that triangle of price, location, and style. Oh, Wendy's going to get fancy bows for her unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Main. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so cool. How about the process? Were there things about looking at homes and buying homes that you weren't expecting that you never saw on HGTV? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say it's crazy like to see pictures of a house online and then going to see it in person and being like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I'll add to that. It's uh, that was probably the lengthiest process. You know, that's what you want to get to. That's what you think about when you're buying a home is, we get to go look at houses, but that was the biggest challenge for us. We were new to Jacksonville, didn't know the areas and Wendy knows her areas and guided us as much as she could, but still wanted us to allow us to make our own decision. So we had to spend the time of going out there and, and driving through neighborhoods and actually doing showings. And as soon as we walked through the door, we could have just turned around and left like this isn't it. But that was the lengthiest part of the process was just educating ourselves. And from where we started, like uh, Sierra had mentioned, started with, we're going to, you know, knock out every side of this triangle. That's not going to be an issue. And then, you know, reevaluating throughout the process, reassessing it um, during that processing, I guess, widening our, our search to get to the point where we're at. And 
we we don't want to say we settled, but we definitely from where we started to where we ended, um, it was almost night and day for yeah. sure. You know, there's only so much money in the piggy bank. You didn't right. settle. You you, yeah. you got what you could get. And you didn't yeah. settle. You made a choice. You know, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't trade my townhome for the world because the schools, the neighborhoods, the parks, the, the, the life that I got to have as a young married person and then a young father. And mm -hmm. I and Wendy is phenomenal for being able to bring that to you guys and, and yeah. help open your eyes. I, I really think that's the one thing on the on all the TV shows when they're so renovation centric, mm -hmm. they really miss and they don't talk about the neighborhoods and the research. It's important, you know, and yeah. you guys not you have to you have to understand as a realtor, you we can talk. But I still don't know what safe is for you until exactly. we're out together and mm -hmm. you go, this neighborhood is not safe. And I'm like, geez, I would like hang out here, you know, with my wallet. <laughs> no problem. And, you yeah. know, but I don't yeah. know until we get out there. So, yeah. uh, OK, so then um, how how once you got to know the neighborhood, uh, let's see, we put what was the close? July. So, um Oh no, the close was when? October twenty fifth. October. On Halloween. Spooky. Oh, cool. <laughs> spooky. Yeah. Well, yes. I bet it was spooky. I bet it was spooky when you saw your interest rate for October of last year from when you yeah. started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So what what gave you the confidence to continue and go through? So really for us, you know, we heard all different types of information around the market. Um, now's not the right time. Now's the time to get in. Don't wait out. Buy while you can. So we just trusted in, you know, our realtor and, and our team with our lender, um, kind of talking through what we could afford. And again, going back to the triangle. So it's really just prioritizing what we were looking for. And I think Sierra said it best. And we hung on to that to this day is whatever we buy, we, we want to be happy with the way it is at that moment. So regardless, we can go in and redo a kitchen. We can go in and redo all and do a lot of projects. But when we move in, we want to be happy with it, regardless if we have to live with it that way for a year or five years. So I don't know. I think we were convinced that we were ready. Um, after sitting down, we did the consultation with Wendy. And when we left her office, we were like, holy crap, we, we can do this. Um, yep. So going to great. Of course, we reevaluated that kind of thing. Um, financially though, the biggest impact for us was talking with the lender. You know, he asked the question doing the pre-approval process. He asked, um, do you have any family and friends willing to donate and, and help you guys out? And we were like, I'm sure if we started a GoFundMe, they, we'd have some, you know, folks contributing, but you know, we're not going to bank on that. We want to do it ourselves. So then he mentioned, um, or I had mentioned to him my 401k. And, um, I have been fortunate enough. I've been working in corporate world since 2017. So I've been contributing to it. Um, and I had around 30,000 or more in there. And when I mentioned that to my lender, he was like, you know, you could take a loan and pay yourself back. And, um, I kind of, that kind of clicked for us and we took that uh, opportunity and ran with it. So taking that loan, um, it was just this portion. I didn't take the entire 401k and flood it, but, um, no, taking that portion, that was the amount that helped us really 
break the lease, help us move, buy furniture when we got in here to where we didn't just flood our savings and say, all right, we bought our house. Let's start over um, with our savings. So, Well, back to the triangle. So when you figured out location and style, then your price part of the triangle was getting further and further away. Mm -hmm. So by, you know, it's like, I would love to be able to tell everybody how to buy a house right now, but I don't know all your circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, I don't expect you to listen to 167 episodes. So I do talk about the 401k, but once you find the right team, they mm -hmm. ask the right questions. Yeah, absolutely. And here you are. So that's yeah. a, did, did you guys talk about reducing your contribution into it as well? Or did you just keep it the same and use that little chunk to get you comfortable? Yeah, that was, that was pretty much what we did. We didn't really consider, Hey, maybe not contribute as much and you can save more. Um, yeah. kind of left it is. And I guess with that approach, we were not like, like we said, we got the pre-approval and then it was like all systems go. We were trying to, yep. how quick you buy a house, I guess you could say, um, yeah. didn't want to just linger on or see, you know, let's test the waters. We were, Hey, interest rate is this, we can afford, this is our budget. Um, and we were just all systems go after it. We didn't want to, you know, wait it out or, Hey, we want to time it to where we buy right after our lease is up or where we can time it. That would have been in a perfect world, but, um, no, that's kind of the route we took. That's awesome. Well, as you discovered, when you're trying to complete that triangle, the, the perfect world is, uh, whichever one gets you the, the, the closest on all three things. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the key. So then, um, okay. All the, everyone likes to know all the dirt and all the gossip, spill the tea, how to go. Were there a million other offers? Did you put an offer in and do an inspection and find out the house had $30,000 worth of crap? And so you left, was there any, what was, did you have any juice? We did. I'll let Sierra share. So yeah. we had actually went to Georgia with all of our animals to get out of the way of one of the hurricanes. So we had just looked oh. at this place before we left, got out of town. And I think Wendy was out of town, like out of the country. Maybe. Yeah. And she was still like on call for us, like had a whole team, like there, like in person with us. And um, I think we, we kind of waited too long on it, but when we finally said like, yeah, let's put an offer in, I don't know. You so, pick it up from there. Yeah. So we, our realtor that was filling in, I guess you could say, she was like yeah. taking us to showings. Essentially. We were still talking to Wendy, but she was showing yeah. us the place, communicating kind of feedback back to Wendy. But, um, she showed us, we left, you know, darted out of town to avoid the hurricane and, we said something about, she said we have time because the hurricane is kind of slowing things down. Well, she reached out to us and said, hey, if you guys are interested, we can write up a contract and send this in. So it was a Friday night, I believe, and it was the night before we headed back to Florida. So Friday night, she's like, hey, I'm going to wait for Wendy to look at this. Um, and then the we'll... She said the seller said we'll, that they'll wait on it. Mm -hmm. So we'll let Wendy uh, review it and make sure she's in, aligned with it. And then we'll submit it 
the seller's agent was like, no, no rush. We'll wait till uh, we hear from you. Because like, we, they we'll, did have another offer in already, mm -hmm. but they said, we'll wait for your offer and then we'll decide. Yeah. So you know how the negotiating goes. We try to sweeten yep. up the deal a little bit, that kind of thing. So we're driving back all giddy that we just put an offer in on a townhouse and it's looking promising. And, um, our, our offer was probably going to blow them out of the water. She called us and said, Hey, they took the first offer. Um, didn't even I review. Out. Going. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even wait for it. So we were like crushed, you know, that we thought we had done this and absolutely crushed. So I don't even know what the timeline was after that, but a few days later or whatever, uh, the offer had fallen through, uh, she, something along with HOA fees or whatever, but she backed out or the, the previous offer backed out and we were next in line. They selected our offer and the rest was history. So that was uh, some juicy gossip for sure. <laughs> I, I, it's hard because people always tell me, you know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And I'm I, sometimes sure. But sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, you have a lousy realtor. I'm looking at your offer. It's not meant to be because mm -hmm. no one would accept this crap. But, yeah. you know, but when you have a good team who, by the way, runs their business like a business, mm -hmm. they go out of town and they still have a business because it's not <laughs> one person who has a big mm -hmm. Instagram account. You know, that there's a reason people joke about realtors working 24-7. They don't run it like a business and it's a one-man show, one-person mm -hmm. show. With Wendy, right. you had all this stuff. And they even went through the chat. I've done that when I've been in town. I've been got I've gotten the assurance. Mm -hmm. And and my clients like, I'm at dinner. Do I have to come home? And I'm like, they just told me you don't have to. Yeah. And what's weird is then it's like, what happens the next time I have a house I want to buy? You know, yeah. so what's weird is Wendy and their team had to swallow their ego for you. Yeah, they they blatantly lied to to her at the beginning, but then as the as the agent, because of the the way the first offer was presented, when the first one didn't go, they had to that that agent had to go to their seller and go, oh, don't worry about it. I have a great backup for you. Yeah. So. Tell people all the time, the better you're represented, the better chance you have, even if you don't get that first swing, you know, yeah. it's good to be there. So uh, once you got in it, how, how did the under contract part go? Smooth, confusing, overwhelming? I think it was smooth, but you know, that I think because of that uh, situation, we were really on like our toes the rest of the way, just worried like what else could go wrong? Like, let's not get our hopes up just yet. So we were very confident, but just like in the back of our mind, like, please don't let anything else come out of nowhere and, and uh, surprise us. But no, it was very smooth. Wendy and our lender were super involved in Wendy's team. I mean, from start to every day hearing from them, keeping us updated. It was never us like, should we be doing something? It was always well communicated to us, to the both of us. It wasn't we're only talking to Jeff and he's got to tell Sierra, both of us were heavily involved and overly communicated in the best way. Yeah. That's the best. Oh yeah. I, I, I love to hear that. And it's, I, I appreciate that sometimes people might not jibe and they want an agent that's their age, but it's very rare that an agent in the first three to five years of their business has the support team to be able to make the, the buyers feel comfortable. And, you know, and some of them do and God bless them. And, you know, I've even had some on my team and that's great. But, you know, 
that that communication to walk you through. I I, I read uh, there was a sheet I got when I first started, like 188 things that can go wrong when a house is under contract, and like only 10 percent of them are from the buyer. Mm-hmm. There's everybody. There's the title people, the insurance keep people, the inspection. How how long was your period? Uh, did you have to do a short due diligence or inspection period? Yeah, it was, it happened pretty quick, but also, um, so I think we had about a month. We had the inspection. Um, I think we did a two week inspection period or maybe a week inspection period where we got the inspection and, uh, had that week to where we could back out and get kind of our binder deposit and all that good stuff back. That's quick. That's quick. And then then you signed, so then you signed off on the deposit. Were you still Mm -hmm. worried after that or more worried? No, I felt, we kind of felt locked in like, okay. And we felt, you know, I like as a buyer being confident that even though we are under contract and we put this binder deposit down, if we don't feel comfortable, we have the right or the authority to say we're backing out and we can kind of get refunded and all that good stuff. Yes, you pay for an inspection, but um, I do like having that ability to back out if something comes up. Um, but I did want to mention, I guess one interesting thing that happened in our negotiation was, uh, the water heater was almost 20 years old. And, um, Mm. thanks to Wendy, she said, Hey, that, that should be replaced. That should have been mentioned before we even put a contract, uh, in or submitted a contract. So, um, there was a negotiation there where she wanted to give us home insurance. We said, we'll take cash. And we kind of met in the middle of, we didn't get as much cash for it as we wanted, but we got cash to where it pretty much paid for um, replacing the water heater at close. So that was one interesting negotiation uh, that we had in the process. Well, and and I'm going to, you've been through it, so I'm going to break it down kindergarten for the listeners. Mm -hmm. You put in a deposit and then you have time and that deposit will come back to you if you find something you don't like. If at this point right now, if Jeff and Sierra had found out that the water heater was there and the seller said, I don't care, I'm not doing anything. You would have had the choice to back out and take your deposit back. And then, but what would have, (laughs) the truth is what would have happened is uh, Wendy would have sat down with you and said, okay, water heater's $1,800. We got this at market value. It's the neighborhood you want. It sucks, but let's eat it. Mm -hmm. You know, after she had been a hardcore negotiator and done everything for you. But but everyone needs to understand this is a thing. You Mm -hmm. you're not you don't write a check and then just pray that you don't find terrible things in that period. You have time and you can look Mm -hmm. at it. That's awesome. Okay, so uh awesome and And Wendy mentioned that uh she kind of i guess it was a basis going forward was is this something that will make you want to walk away from the deal so like you said sitting down with us and saying hey we may just have to eat this but she did kind of pitch the idea of is this something that you would walk away from this deal um instead of just eating it and replacing it but thankfully we, we i guess we could say we won the battle but we negotiated and kind of met in the middle so absolutely yeah yeah, you half won the battle, and you definitely won the war. You yeah, got, you got you got <laughs> half the water heater, but you definitely won the war. So, mm-hmm. um, that yeah, it's a it's a process, and 
unfortunately, we live, you know, in, in most North America, there are just a lot of realtors that don't respect the process and understanding all the options as well as being able to, to like she said, when you're working with an experienced team, if you need to walk away, that's fine because your one deal is not paying for everybody's salaries, you know? Mm -hmm. And a, yeah. a lot of these new realtors, unfortunately, they need every deal to happen. So this is a uh, price location style, the triangle. What did she call it the triangle of success? Or am I just saying that because I think of John Wooden, what did she call it? Just the triangle. Yeah. I think she just, I, it was a name okay. for it. I can't yeah, there could be. There could be. I'm gonna have to make one up because John yeah. Wooden has the pyramid of success. And so yeah. that's why it's in my head. So um which which actually, now that I'm saying the analogy out loud, it has nothing to do with this because that's about building a foundation. And all three of these are equally important. You just have yeah. to figure it out. So that's you guys, this is an, an incredible story. Is there is there anything else? This is your platform. Uh we're about to hit uh, well, by the time this podcast goes out, we'll be over a million downloads. So wow. I'm so stoked. Like today, yeah, like right now, as, as I record, I'm at like 9.99. So, uh, uh, awesome. so, so lots of people out there listening. What are you telling anyone out there who wants to buy a home in 23, 24, or 25? Um, on the like realtor side of things, I think something that we really had to like realize is that. But I don't know, like you see in the movies, like you're going and riding in a car and like driving around at all these houses and they're like with you 24 seven. Like that's not the case. Like ultimately, like it's your job and your responsibility to like go out and look at these houses. And that as as fun as it is, it's kind of a part time job. Like it, it gets frustrating and it's like, oh, we have to go spend 30 minutes drive to this house and then look at it 30 minutes drive home every day after work. And you got to be diligent and not get frustrated and you just got to keep at it. But I wish you had a microphone right now so you could drop it because you should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I, I guess will do, I'll do as much as I can for you. You yeah. have to live there. Mm -hmm. Do some research, get out, drive, especially like you guys coming in from someplace else. I'm scared yeah. to death. If somebody's coming from Portland and they say, pick a house for me, I don't yeah. know. I, I'll, I'll do my best. But then yeah. you're yeah. going to go to a grocery store at your friend's house four towns over and go, this town's way better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What, what were you going to say, Jeff? What's your nugget? Yeah. So I think mine is there is so much information out there. Um, really exhaust all options. And that's kind of how um, I'm so thankful that we stumbled upon this podcast because this was the turning point for us. Um, but just exhausting, you know, you can get on the internet and Google and see Instagram stuff or all this feedback or talk to friends and family. But hearing someone like, like you, David, that takes first time homebuyer serious, wants to educate this, this population. Um, everyone is going to be a first time homebuyer at some point. So what a population to talk to and really dive into. But for us, exhausting all of our options to just get educated, yes, your realtor is going to do that. But before you even get a realtor, being educated and just understanding terms, understanding stories, hearing other people's stories is um, nothing but it's just going to benefit you. So, mm -hmm. I, 
I couldn't agree more. Drop it on the mic. Um, yes. That's, that's, I mean, I, I, I would, I would continue to agree with you right now, but duh, that's what I did. I'm with you. <laughs> I quit my job, you know, 14 years into my business. And I went, this is dumb. I'm so mad that people aren't telling people this. And I knew of like 50 people in the state, in the, in the United States, Canada that were doing it. Wendy being one of the leaders. But I was like, but not everyone's going to go to those 50 people. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, but people love the drama. And that's what's on the internet right now. Drama yeah. about everything. So, yeah. um, well, well, you know what's really, really neat uh, when I do these things like this is that what you just said is actually the perfect wrap-up because now you two are somebody else's research. Yeah. Your big advice is research, and now someone else, their research is listening to your story. And when yeah. there's a water heater issue, they're just going to look at their realtor and say, oh, we've already calculated that, that, that in. Go ahead. We still want to buy it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So good for yeah. you. You guys yeah. did an amazing job. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. You know, when you do it again and we're at uh, 10 million downloads, uh, maybe we'll all get you and Wendy and we'll all chat. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks Sounds like a plan. Us. See you, David. See you, guys. Love these interview episodes. They are so gratifying. Now, I could spend time here recapping and getting deeper into all of the learning tools that they found on their journey. But instead, uh, I'm going to challenge you to stop researching what other advisors out there are telling you, what other gurus are talking in a microphone, and what other social media or people are saying, well, I did this back in 1965. I'll tell you what, instead, go back and listen to all the interviews from real people. Nobody's selling you anything. These are just real stories and how they achieved what you're trying to achieve. I'm going to list them all right now. Now, you're going to think that's kind of crazy, but there's a reason behind this. Every episode at howtobuyahome.com, we print out the full transcript of the episode. So once we're done with this, uh, you don't have to stop and try to figure out everything that I'm saying when I list these 30-something different episodes for the interviews. Go to howtobuyahome.com, click on the podcast tab, click on episode 171, that's this episode, and then copy and paste this, put it in your notes, and then you'll have a personal list on your phone of every interview episode of the podcast. Here it comes. Ready? <clears throat> 24, 33, 45, 53, 55, 71, 76, 82, 85, 91, 107, 109, 113, 115, 116, 118, 119, 120, 121, 128, 129, 132, 134, 135, 149, 152, 153, 161, 163, 166, 167. That's an emotional one. Uh, I may or may not have cried in that one. And episode 169, there. You have all your free education, not from people selling you, but from real people telling their real stories, real testimonials. And inside those testimonials, they're going to tell you all the tips, the tricks, the hacks, the tools from real people who really did this 
And guess what? Learn from them and, oh, shocker, you can do this.